Hi everyone, I'm Mark. And I'm Alex. And this is Final Stop for Final Fantasy Talks. Well, welcome everyone to our 17th episode. We're so glad you're here with us. As always, with our disclaimer, we're starting to get quite a bit into this Final Fantasy IX series. So if you want to go back to episode six, that was actually the series starter. And just start there if you want to start from the very beginning. If not, then welcome. We are still at Clara, right? But things are about yeah. to make a turn. Yeah, things are about to get pretty interesting in the story for sure. This is where... Now we've been seeing, saying this after Limblum, but, you know, it's really that point in the story where things really start to heat up, the plot thickens a little bit, and uh, we're really getting into it now. Yeah, absolutely. Where we left off was pretty much we made it into the settlement. We did everything there. We jumped down the, the sinkhole with Kina and got back up. So at this point, really the only thing left to do is just to kind of progress the story. So you want to go to the cathedral, one of the ladies sitting there or whatever it is, gives you a letter from Freya saying to wait at the end. So you don't quite make it that far though because something, the ant line that is apparently usually docile, dude, <laughs> like it's like what you walk by every morning hey antline it's yeah. just like hey what's up you know don't yeah. worry about me i'm just a massive creature in a giant sinkhole yeah i i don't really understand that it's just chilling in there like living symbiotically with the the rest of the people there and they're just like oh okay hey what's up you know it exists and everything but we don't piss it off and it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know but regardless it's attacking a child is all you get. But once you get there, you see yeah. a familiar face. It's good old Puck, the little guy. And Puck. you find out a little bit more that he's the prince. Because yeah. Freya's like, Prince Puck. Kind of kind of a fun little, you know, flashback for Vivi there. But anyways, fighting yeah. the antlion. It is quite a hard boss up to this point, I would say. Even with all four members, it could be really tough. And I mean, I'm just gonna start it off right there. Obviously, the what you know most about this is Sandstorm, right? The ability that no matter what, it will bring you down to between one and 10 health, which is really not good. And it inflicts darkness on everybody, I think, right? I believe, yeah, I think it does as well. Yeah, yeah this guy is a tough boss. And um, like what you said at this point, if you've got Kina, you went to Q's Marsh before Gizamaluk's Grotto and recruited Kina. This is going to be a lot easier for you, especially if you've been uh, learning some of the blue magic skills like White Wind, Mighty Guard, etc. This is going to be a lot easier. But yeah, so Antline, he's level 16. He's got 3,938 HP. And weirdly enough, uh, 3,950 MP. So, yeah, you're probably not going to survive waiting for him to run out of MP. <laughs> yeah, casting Pyro over and over. It's like, uh, oh, well, uh, he's got about another 150 uses, so... Yeah. No. Yeah. So what kind of strategies do you use for this, man? Well, you know, we were talking about it the other day, and this is kind of the first time that I believe I've ever had Kino with so much blue magic at this point. I don't think I've ever had White Wind. I definitely didn't have Auto Life like we talked about last episode. And so, White Wind definitely made it much easier. I was expecting Sandstorm, you know, knew what to expect, and just instantly used White Wind right after that. I also yeah. used Reese's Wind from Freya at the very beginning, because that same thing, I mean, 
you know, sometimes he will use Sandstorm and follow it up with a very quick attack or maybe counter Horn yeah. if you have someone attack. And so that will kill the player because obviously, you know, you just, you don't have anything. And so right. you kind of just have to be careful with your physical damage dealers, really. Exactly. Yeah, you have to time everything up pretty well. And kind of like what you said, so that's generally what Antlion will do. It'll use Sandstorm, bring you down, and then the very next turn, he'll probably use Fyra or Trouble Mucus or one of those abilities, and it's likely to kill a character. Other than that, just a very simple strategy here is to use Blazara. He is weak to ice, so Blazara is going to do a lot of damage. Yeah. Especially if you take a couple of turns to focus with Vivi and increase his magic stat, it's going to do an incredible amount of damage. Another strategy you could do, you can cast Slow on him, which is also a really good idea. I'm not sure what the um, chances are of it working, but that's something that you can do. Yeah. And as far as the steals, the common steal is 100%. It's just a um, anointment. Mithril Vest is a 25% steal, and Gold Helm, the rare steal, 6.25%, which I heard you got lucky again with, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just the funny thing. Like, every time we're talking about these steals and the items, and, you know, we really weren't focused on the percentages too much at the beginning, just because, you know, whatever. But I got Golden Helm again, first steal, you know, and I, we <laughs> I talked about this. I don't know if it's just like a set you know, luck factor for a save or whatnot, because the only one I have missed at this point is the Mithril Sword, which, I mean, that one is just so abysmal. If you do yeah. get it, that's crazy. But every other rare steal I've gone, it's just crazy. And you should get some, like, lottery tickets or some scratch-offs or something like that, man. I mean, that's <laughs> you've been getting lucky with the steals. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so. What's going on? But regardless, once you take them out, you just head back up to the cathedral pretty much. It's like, oh, well, that's that. I guess Freya does ask Puck if he wants to see his dad, and he's like, "Nah, I'm good." It's like, Just okay. <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Nah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I want to go explore." You go through. I guess there's a little bit more dialogue, of course, but the next big thing is the good old dance. Which, if you made it to this point, I'm sure you're much like us, and it's just like, "Oh, can we skip this, please?" <laughs> you can't. You gotta watch it. Weird. Yeah, sort of like a like a river dance thing. You know, and, and we were we were yeah. talking about this last night too that we get that it's um it's sort of like old timey, you know, medieval style. Yeah. But it is kind of weird because I don't really think of them as uh I don't know, Irish or something. It's strange. But anyways, yes. Yeah. Something that I know a lot of people miss, I missed for a long time until I, I followed I looked up like a perfect game guide for this. So right after the dance, you have control of Freya, I believe. Yep, it's Freya. Um, this is right after the strings snap on the on the harp, and they're like, this is a really bad omen, go check it out. You can speak to the high priest to get an emerald, which is a pretty nice and very rare accessory at this point. Yeah. Um, doesn't have fantastic abilities. I think it comes with white draw and MP plus 10%. So it can be nice for Freya, but regardless, it's a missable. As soon as you leave the cathedral area, you cannot go back and you cannot get the item. No. Yeah, and it's just crazy. It's just something you don't really think about. I didn't get it, so because I totally... I, I knew about it this time. I was making it a point, but yeah. I totally forgot to grab it. So, oh, well. It happens. If you do get that <laughs> and you walk out, it kind of flashes back to Steiner, Marcus, and Dagger. Steiner and Marcus are in a, like a giant bird cage looking thing, and obviously just... <laughs> Steiner's blaming on Marcus. Marcus is just like whatever. And then but then it goes to Dagger, and that's the main thing. You kind of learn a lot of info here. 
Zorn and Thorne come to her room. They're kind of talking about, you know, her birthday and she, she will actually, I guess before Zorn and Thorne, she's self, you know, having some self dialogue about her previous birthday. And that's when her mom changed. And that's where the weird man showed up and all this stuff. And yeah, like the mystery man. Yeah. And, but now it kind of brings it full circle because it's her birthday again. You know, now you kind of get a deeper look into it. Like what, what's actually going on because mm. yeah, she goes and sees King, the queen She's playing it all off, but then here comes the mystery man Kuja, and he just puts her asleep. <laughs> yeah, and a couple of really funny lines here. I love it when she goes, um, Zorn and Thorn are like, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna come with us, you're gonna talk to the queen. This is not an option, we're gonna force you. So get off me, you scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what was it again? Get off me, you scumbag. They're like, get off me, you scumbag. The they heck? weren't even touching her at that point. Yeah, no, right. Um, <laughs> and they're just like, what? What did she do? She say? botched it. She botched it quite hard there. Yeah. And then I'm curious, uh, what option did you pick when you go to the queen and she, you know, dagger confronts her about why you attacking Bermesia and right. you have an option here of she the queen claims that they were plotting to attack alexandria for a long time and they've known about this that's why they preemptively attack bermesia yep and so as dagger you have this option of believe her or don't believe her what do you go with well i'm usually clicking too fast at that point and so i usually just click believe her <laughs> that's the top option you know and i'm like oh believe. whoops oh. yeah yeah, because it's a little bit sad. It makes it makes Dagger seem even more naive. Yeah, it does. Like that. Anyways, regardless of what you select, it actually doesn't affect the storyline because the next thing that happens is the mystery man comes in and uh, says a couple of fancy lines and puts her to sleep. And then they start the extraction process, which we will get back to on that a little bit more. After that, it switches back. You are now... And Clara again, you can go back to the inn, and now there's someone new. Stiltskin has joined the fray, and he's offering you the next little set of goodies. It's a high potion, an ether, and a phoenix pinion, all for just 444 gil, which is quite oh, a steal. Man. Stiltskin always coming through with the goods. Seriously, yeah. such a great deal. I mean, honestly, like an ether itself, I think they'll sell for, what, 750 gil or something? So it's an incredible deal. And again, we've mentioned it before. Always, always, always buy Stiltskin Steals. You'll get a, if you get every single one, you get a nice little bonus at the very end. So, yep, which we will eventually get to here. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> It'll take a little bit, but we'll get there. So, at this point, really, the only thing left to do is just head down the tree. Like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're checking out to see what's going on. And out of nowhere, you're at the three sandpit area that's no longer moving anymore. You know, you get some of the Alexandrian soldiers, the Beatrice ones, you know, and your first thought has to be like, I'm, I'm dying, I'm dying a happy man, you know, because <laughs> you got these nice, sexy uniforms. It's like, what oh, is it man. meant to do? Throw the enemy off guard? I, seriously, I guess it's kind of like, a, what do they call it? Like a, a lure or something to confuse the enemies because it's not all that protective. Dude, Anybody who's played the game, their whole entire legs could just about. get sliced to bits. I mean, <laughs> and then they've got like helmets on. It's like, yeah, some good that's going to do. The rest of your body's completely exposed. Yeah. But yeah, those Alexandrian soldiers, man, they're, uh, they're trying to impress Beatrix, I think. Yeah, they'll never do it. All right, but before we move on to what happens with the assault on Clara, we're going to get to our bold move, so let's switch on to that. 
All right, so yeah, for this week, been on a bit of a Final Fantasy X2 kick. So it was a very bold move for Waka to uh, to have a kid with Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> weird, just a weird scenario, you know, and then... Uh, of course, anybody who's played Final Fantasy X, you know that Lulu uh, was sort of seeing or dating uh, Waka's little brother, Chapu. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, props to Waka. He Keeping it in the right. family, man. <laughs> Bold move. It's a strong family name for her, so that's what she went with. All right. Well, my bold move is in within Final Fantasy XII. And you know what? It was actually a pretty... Heartfelt, bold move for Balthier and Fran to just open up an orphanage, taking in all these orphans. You know, because, <laughs> I mean, they're sky pirates, trying to steal treasure, and next thing you know, they got two little kids to watch over, you know? It's... <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, what? <laughs> I get what you're saying now. That's good. You know, they're just like, orphanage, yeah. taking in any uh, orphans. You know, hop oh, on board, man. I guess. It so. would have been, seriously, because, yeah, they got those two... They got those two tagalongs, and it's just like wherever Vaughn goes, Penelo's gonna go with him. So, yeah, well, and they're just basically a couple teenagers who yeah. are some of among the best fighters in the world, all from this orphanage. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> those are our bold moves for this episode. We're gonna go ahead and get back onto Clara to see what's happening. So the first thing to do, well, I mean, I guess you, you have to progress anyways, right? You got to keep getting to these fights with the Alexandra soldiers to the point where you're about to cross over the bridge. Then the kind of whole story comes back together. You know, the settlement itself is being attacked by the Black Mages. And yeah. so you head on back. Don't forget to stop off at the giant sandpit area right to the right because the Mughals have moved there. And if you yeah. don't talk to Mopley and you don't go to the Magnet you know, a little option, you would, you would have totally missed out on this letter because, you know, it's it's quite interesting how they did this because you give the yeah. letter to Mopley. I guess you didn't have to, but you gave it to Mopley at the inn. And so if you just go on your way and you don't think about the Mognet, like, you wouldn't have known that Mopley was going to give you another one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when I played this game as a kid, I missed this all the time. Because yeah. there's no reason. Like, why would you go over to the sandpit? But, yeah, I mean, like what you said, so Mopley's over there. And if you select Magnet, you get a new letter that goes to Sereno, the Moogle. Anyways, other than that, so you leave there, uh, you start going up the stairs, you know, and Clara and all this stuff, and the attack's going on, so you're fighting all of these uh, Black Mages. They're different Black Mages at this point. They are. They're the Type Bs. Not too difficult, little... right? No, not too difficult. They got, you know, a little upgraded vest, you can tell. They're sharp-dressed <laughs> mages now. They're more or less still pretty cake. You know, I mean, yep. they'll do they'll do some damage, but overall, you should be able to just be blasting through them. Especially if you equip Maneater on yeah. Zidane and Freya. You're going to be absolutely one-shotting these guys pretty much. Yeah, and so at this point, you kind of have like a little mini-game, so to speak. It's not really a mini-game, and if you're like me, you've probably failed at it miserably many times. But there is a way to obtain quite a few items if you get the order right. What? I mean, the first option you're given is, well, you're trying to save people from getting attacked. And so you can either say, like, you know, go left, right, up, down, or whatever. You just never want to really head up or down, right? So this first That's option exactly says, let's head right. So you head right, you go. If you didn't, what would have happened would have been whoever you told to say, hey, let's let's go up, 
would have ran up and then got killed. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's kind of tragic, actually. Yeah, because you just totally send them to their death. And what's interesting is, um, depending on whether it's up or down, if, if they go up, they get killed by black mages teleporting in. And if they go down, they get killed by Alexandrian soldiers coming up. The, the tree trunk so kind of funny but yeah in general you don't really need to memorize what to tell them other than the fact that just don't ever go up or down you'll always have an option either of either left or right and if you yeah. do that every everybody's gonna be all right yep you'll, you'll have to do it three times including that first one so it's always gonna be selecting going right at the beginning and then i think it's left and then i think you have a choice it doesn't matter which way just go right or left and then everyone's like, I think, you know, are we safe now? And that the more, most important one is you got to say, we're not safe yet. That's what you have to say. If really? You do, I didn't know that. Apparently, apparently, actually, I don't know. So maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you just have to get it right. But you will get quite a few prizes. We'll, we'll let you know what that is in a moment. Because before we get that, no matter what happens, you go up top to the cathedral. He looks around and is like, wow, this is all who made it. I mean... It is pretty sad if you've really botched it like me before and literally everyone got killed and you're like, <laughs> oh, whoopsie, uh, you know, like yeah. <laughs> kind of helped clear out the settlement for them. And, <laughs> but regardless of what happens, you get you or whoever else you're with will get just totally circled by, you know, the mages, by the Alexandrian mm -hmm. soldiers. Now we get a face again that we promised we would talk about the next episode and that was about three episodes ago <laughs> but yeah. we were waiting for this point because someone shows up who we weren't expecting who is it man if you've been playing this game you might actually recognize him because i think you see him in a cutscene or an ate yeah. right back at bermesia this is actually sir fratley and he is um he's freya's boyfriend yes that's what zidane says right he's like did you find your boyfriend and that was back in limbo right right and he disappeared two or three years ago from bermesia yeah he said he was going to travel the world and, and stuff like that so or five years ago sorry and freya was looking for him yeah i mean uh, there's some interesting things with fratley interestingly enough when i did a little bit of research on this some of the key items, like the continental map, and later on you'll get the world map, have, uh, if you press select on it, you know, like you get the little, um, the help info. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know this, but it's actually Fratley's words. So the continental map, which you have at this point, you can read this. It says, the road remains wide open while your dreams are alive. Only fear can block the way. So <laughs> I had no idea Deep that words, was actually Fratley. Yeah, and then the world map, let fear propel you forward. Do not look back. Do not let failure stifle you. And really reflect on those words, everyone. Take a Zen moment. Open up that fortune cookie. And this is what it wrote down, you know? <laughs> I mean, come That's on. It's interesting. It's very, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. you know, maybe when they're translating the Japanese, they're like, guys, we got nothing here. We don't understand what this means. Go grab some fortune cookies. We'll just pick the best ones out of that. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, he, he kind of has a hand every once in a while. Now, obviously, with Freya, the biggest thing was, you know, she went out looking for him. The little cutscene you get when you're at Bermesia was, you know, he was leaving to become stronger because, you know, my spear alone won't be able to save, you know. And so he's been going around training, training around the world. Freya was, you know, searching for him. She, she goes pretty crazy into it. I mean, you can, you can kind of tell how much she was attached 
eventually after Fratley saves them and Clara, you know, he just killed three enemies along the way. We killed about 15. So who's, who's the bigger <laughs> hero in my opinion, but you know, Seriously. Freya is ecstatic and all that, but Fratley apparently has amnesia. Doesn't remember yeah. anyone. Didn't Puck says that he didn't even remember who he was yeah. and just the threat of the kingdom kind of sparked a little bit, but you know, here's, here's poor Freya. She says that a man she has dreamt endlessly only to discover that he cannot even remember who she is. And it's like heavy stuff. Pretty tragic. It is. Um, and that kind of, you know, that kind of alludes back to back in Limblum when we met Frey. And I said, you know, obviously he was unknowingly making a sick joke. Zidane, that is, for pretending not to remember her because she she <laughs> has been forgotten, so to speak. So that's a, an interesting perspective that I never thought about, but why this is one thing I'm not sure about. I'd like to maybe look into at some point, but I wonder why he got amnesia or why he couldn't remember. You know, he went off, he traveled the world to like what you said, to get stronger so that he could take on all of the foes of other kingdoms that are growing stronger. He mentions right. Beatrix, for example, but yeah, he comes back and he, he doesn't remember anybody. And he just says that his, um, know a faint memory of him being a dragon knight brought him back so just kind of uh kind of an interesting little story but yeah we finally see him he is alive and that's one comfort that freya has at the end of the day is that you know he, he, he's still out there he's still alive so yep and off he goes and yep. so that's that so you know at that point you have to exit and before we get to what is in store for us some more we're going to get to see trivia. So Alex, these days at least, he's on a roll right now. Passing him right and left. Let's see if I got some hard enough ones for him today. All right, man. First question comes to you from Final Fantasy XII. The stink bomb's ammo applies confuse. Ooh. Uh, I say false. I think it's poison. Final Fantasy VII... When you get to the gold saucer, you can buy a lifetime pass for 30,000 gil. That's true. <laughs> you never have enough money for that. <laughs> Final Fantasy IX. Kena's Bistro Fork is the best one. I think that's false. Alright, Final Fantasy X-2. Here you are. If you know anything about Alex these days, he is hardcore determined to finish off Final Fantasy X-2. So I gotta get pretty... <laughs> I don't know if this is creative, but I gotta dig into it a bit. So, Final Fantasy X-2, Payne's full throttle is missable. Oh, I don't know. I... True, I think. Just go with true. <laughs> All right. In Final Fantasy XIII, sure. Alexander's Divine Judgment ability deals weakness-specific damage. Oh, man. Literally never even used it. What? Uh, You're always supposed yeah. to use them. They're the best things in that right. game. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I don't use hope. Um, <laughs> weakness dependent. Yeah, I don't know. False. All right. I had to get creative. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What did you never use, Alexander? Because no one uses hope. All right. Final Fantasy VIII. The hot dogs are in stock. Oh, false. <laughs> never in stock. Final Fantasy X. The, here, and here you go, man. The expert sphere grid has more nodes than the standard. False. Alright, let's recap all this. So in Final Fantasy XII, stink bombs. It is false. The ammo does not apply confuse. You were thinking poison. It doesn't do poison either. It's sap. Sap. Huh. So, 
It's like, it's like a even worse version of poison. Yeah, well, and it, you know, they're sneaky bombs, dude. Of course they're going to be sapping your health. <laughs> All right, Final Fantasy Seven. you're right. The lifetime pass is 30,000. You see that yeah. and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, I just know that because... <laughs> It sticks in your mind because it's like 30,000, really? Yeah, it's like, Man. dude, I got nothing. Alright, Final Fantasy IX, Kina's Bistro Fork. You said false. It is false. It's not the best one. It's the Gastro. Gastro. Yeah, yeah. Gastro Fork. Which, she doesn't have very many weapons. I was thinking about that. I got the oh, Mithril like Fork five. in mine, and those are the only two better ones. Or no, right, silver. There's like, silver. Silver. It's Needle, just Fork, Needle Fork, Silver Fork, Mithril Fork. Strong gastro? Yeah, six weapons. Like that. That's not much. Yeah. Alright. Final Fantasy X2, you said true to Pain's full throttle being missable. And it is true. It is missable. You have to do it in either, I think, chapters one or two, the whole process of getting okay. it, which I'm blanking on Talk right to now. Trummel. Yep, yeah. there you go. Trummel. Yep. Yeah. If you don't, you can miss out on it. Alexander's Divine Judgment deals weakness-specific damage. You said false. It is true. It's like his best. I was looking at it, man. I, I, I went into the went into the strategy guide. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Once I dig into that thing, no, it's um, it's like his best ability or something, and it does area damage, all weakness-specific damage. That's pretty cool, though. I was thinking about that. Like, it is. It doesn't matter what their weakness is. It will apply that to them. Yeah, because you would think it would be like all the other ones and just be holy. Yeah, something like that. But nope, pretty interesting. Final Fantasy VIII, the hot dogs are not in stock. You got that right? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Whatever. Final Fantasy X. You said true, and it is true. So the Expert's Fear Grid, it has something like, and don't quote me on this, but it's like something like 805 nodes, and I think the regular one has 860. Why all of you listening right now have not counted and know for yourself is beyond me. I always count to make sure that there's that 800. painful. Dude, Man. goodness. People who did, did did do this, or maybe they just found out originally, but... Regardless, man, you only missed one, so you passed again. Rank 13. Nice. Obtained. Oh, You're up to a big old fat paycheck, man. You can retire pretty soon here. Getting up there. So, <laughs> all right. So, while Alex revels in his uh, his nice success, let's get back <laughs> to finishing off Clara. <laughs> So, you have to head outside, but before heading outside, please talk to all of those people you just saved. If you don't, you will not get the reward from them. They, they each give you something different. Um, mm -hmm. It's a couple of cards. It's Nymph and Zoo card and Elixir, Ether, Phoenix Pinion, and Phoenix Down. So, you have to talk to each individual person, but that's how you get those rewards. If or if, uh, if they died, then you yeah. don't get the Yeah, if they died, they're, they're not there. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, at this point, you gotta head outside because you've just seen Beatrix. She stole the crystal from the harp. Or they... Is it a crystal? What do they call it in this game or something? It's, the, it's the, either that or a gem, I think, or jewel. Gem or something I like don't know, that, right? something like that. Yeah, so she stole it. She runs outside, and y'all know what's happening. What's gonna happen next? Yeah, we're gonna kick her butt, man. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's been literally about like an hour and a half since we last fought her. You know, and it's yeah. like, okay, we got so much stronger. We got White Wind, by the way. So it's another 
timed battle, so it's just like the first time you fight her. It's timed. You can't actually kill her. It's either the amount of turns or if you somehow do that much damage to her. It's something like 4,000, I think, in the, you know, within that. Then it'll just end either way. But I will say, man, she is much more difficult this time. Seriously, she really, uh, her attack power goes way up. Um, before we get into that, though, I just gotta say, she has a really cool quote right before you get into a battle, because of course, you know, Zidane and Vivi and Freya and Kina, if you have Kina, they're all sitting there and they're saying their little, little quotes like, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna take you down, all this stuff, and she's just like, allow me to shatter your delusions of grandeur or something. Yeah, like yeah, she says that, <laughs> it's, busting it's... one-liners in on them. Yeah, she's she's got her quotes and everything. Well, last time, you know, she called them insects, so she definitely has a good competitive banter. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, like what you said, but it's very similar to the first one. Her attacks are all basically the same. She attacks very quickly. She has a regular attack that does somewhere around 200 damage. Yeah. Shock is pretty much a one-shot at this point, unless you're very over-leveled. It's about 800, 900 damage. Yeah, that's a lot. On an individual character. And she can also still use Thunder Slash, and that can be a one-shot as well. So a couple of things that you can do here, some strategies. I don't know if I've ever done this, but there are some equipment items and accessories that you can equip to reduce lightning damage for one. Things like Rubber Helm, Coral Ring, Silk Shirt. Yeah. And another thing I never thought about was moving everybody to the back row, which should half the phys physical damage that she can do. I mean, if you, you got two ways of playing this. Either you're just going to play it normally and try to like just deplete her health before the 10 turns, or you may as well just go all defensive and just wait it out. I mean, that's Pretty what much. it is. Although, I guess if you're to this point, you don't know this if you've never done this before. And that's so, true. stay alive. There you go. <laughs> that's all you're trying stay to alive. do. Stay alive. Another thing that's interesting is uh, slow is effective, and notice a trend with this. Slow is one of those things. I know this throughout Final Fantasy. It's just such an effective spell. It almost works on yeah. everything, and especially bosses. So, yeah, slow is a good thing to do. And as far as steals, just to go through that, common steals, just a phoenix down. You have a 100% chance of getting that right off the bat. Thunder gloves, 25%, and yeah. ice brand, 6.25%. Tell me you didn't get the rare steal again. Dude, first try. I didn't even, I didn't even bother stealing <laughs> two times. Didn't even bother. I was like, I don't need Phoenix Down. I don't need Thunder Gloves. Just give me the Ice Brand. Yeah. Stole Ice Brand. I was like, well, all right. <laughs> the amount of times I've sat there trying to get Ice Brand, couldn't steal anything. Couldn't steal anything. Dude. Couldn't steal anything. And then you just get it on like I, the third steal. I know. Well, and that's when I'm wondering if it has to be like a save... Maybe you just get an allotted random amount of luck because I've had those saves. My last one that's about now four months ago was the same thing. And I had to keep stealing over and over and over to get anything. But this time, yeah. it's like the first or second. Oftentimes, I will steal the amount of times there are items and get an item every single time. So just boom, boom, boom. And it's just like, yeah. dude, I ain't gonna, I'll take it, please, every whole day long. <laughs> you know? And that's crazy, though, because seriously, I mean, you know, 6.25%. Basically, you know, you're going to get it six times per 100 steals, which is just yeah abysmally low. It's not a high percentage, that's that's for sure. But no. regardless, it's not admissible, so... Yep, just getting it early type of deal is really what it is. And no, I mean, kind of like we alluded, it's, it's just a stay alive thing. She'll take someone out with shock, most likely... She'll take someone else out with Thunder Slash. So just, I would just be playing the Phoenix down. You can also just toss out Auto Life nonstop with Kina 
and that would cut down on those as well. Yeah, so basically after that after that royal butt kicking, it's time to evacuate because something really bad is about to happen. So everybody, you see some of the uh, the black mages, the Alexandrian black mages get into their little escape bubble yeah, yeah. thingies, whatever the heck they are. And uh, everybody, they're just like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's follow. Except Kina. <laughs> Kina, <laughs> I know like heights. And just runs away, you know. It's like, okay, well, see ya. Yeah, she she runs down. And this is just funny, though, because, first of all, she's got to run all the way down the track. All the way down. Solo. So all those random encounters, yeah, good luck. Gina. She's just eating it all. Well, no, she's still got, like, some of the other people. Maybe some of the priests are helping. And, and wh why is that important, the amount of time it would take to run down? Well... It's because uh, the queen's doing something very naughty. She is summoning, uh, what, Odin. So she's summoning Odin, and he the move, that movie is just awesome. I mean, he comes down from the sky, throws a spear down into the tree, and it just basically just gets pulverized into nothing. Bullseye on the cathedral. The cathedral shatters. You know, the entire tree just basically blows up, essentially. Yeah. And this is all because... Kind of that earlier scene, we didn't go into a lot of detail with this, but there was the extra ex extraction process on Dagger, yeah. and now, now Queen Braun has all of her idolins, so... Yeah, able to summon, and so she gets to work. They just wanted the jewel, obviously, is what we're gathering out of that harp, jewel. and yeah. so now that that's gone, you know, it exploded, and so, Kane, man, she must have been just... Maybe she just rolled on down. Maybe that's what she did, just humbled and bumbled and rolled down. <laughs> I don't, I don't so, know how they got out so quickly, but... And so now you, you're you on the Red Rose, which is the airship, right? The royal airship. You don't have much. There's just some dialogue. You learn some things. I think it's pretty hilarious banter between one of the Alexandria soldiers and Beatrice. I just love, like, she's... The soldier's just, like, lavishing praise on Beatrice, right? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just so funny how they start just mocking Knights of Pluto. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you're so much better than Steiner and the Knights of Pluto, yeah. you know. It's, it's like as like, if that's the running joke or something. Pretty much because you know they're just like, oh, you know, at this point, this this conquest, you're way better than Steiner and his Knights of Pluto. And I love how nobody questions either. Where are they? And why yeah, are they not here? You know, it's just like the, they didn't even get included. Nobody got. Nobody sent them the memo. No, no one. No one cares <laughs> about the poor Knights of Pluto. They're but, just like. Well, you know, they they just use Slash for, like, 40 damage. We don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. It's so something mentioned, too, here. The, the song Roses of May is the song that plays on this ship. And I absolutely love it. I mean, it's an amazing song. And it's kind of, although it's not called, like, Beatrice's theme, it's kind of like her theme. I mean, it, anytime, much, like, yeah. it's kind of her monologue or about her, per se, it's always this. And after, you know, after she talks to the guard stuff, you can kind of see that her thoughts are starting to maybe turn kind of like Steiner's about questioning things. And that will, that's further even more by conversations about to have with the queen who mentions something what what did, what does she put out into the open there oh so i was going to get executed for stealing the the uh the royal jewel or something the falcon claw after if you think way way back to the very beginning of this game yeah when uh dagger was quote unquote kidnapped and left she she had the royal pendants with her as well which is another reason why they're trying to get her back they want these they want these jewels for some reason 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, as it turns out, you know, Queen Braun never really did get to see her good side, but she is just like completely Sa evil. <laughs> yeah, she's point. savage, man. Yeah. Which the princess will be beheaded. And so uh, so that conversation definitely sparks Beatrice even more to kind of like, you yeah. know, at first she's like, man, no gratitude, you know, and then the queen just right. tells her to do stuff and tells her about beheading the princess. And so now Beatrice is really starting to wonder what the heck's going on. Clearly Zidane, you know, Zidane and Freya and Vivi are right there on the balcony. They hear everything. So they're like, oh my gosh, we got to get there. Vivi has yeah. an idea. So you run down to kind of like the teleport tubes, whatever the heck they are, you know, where they blow the bubbles and that apparently like travel faster. Like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's so weird. But anyways, yeah. they go down there. You get a glimpse of a little Moogle. Please chase yeah. it backwards. This one, it does not go down, right? So you do have to run back to the balcony. And lo and behold, it is Sereno, Sereno, yeah. I guess. The Moogle, and yeah. you got that letter you just got from Mopley, so turn that in. And then she has one for a familiar. I, can, I can't remember where the heck this one is. I just remember it. It's Moodin. Moodon. I think that's, uh, that's in Lindblom. Is it in Lindblom? Okay. Somewhere like that. But anyways, yeah, like what you said, this is... I know I miss this all the time back in the day without a guide because, like what you said, it's up at the the walkway, I guess, above, yeah. you know, on the second level above the urns, the little teleport urns that they're they're standing next to. But yeah, Sereno kind of comes out, does a little uh, Moogle Koopo noise or whatever, and that's kind of another indication that she's up there, So, yeah. but easy to miss. Easy to miss, yeah, because, I mean, you could have just... You're already down there. You could have just went ahead and went forward in the story without going back up. But go back up, deliver the letter, get a new one. And that's where we're leaving it. Because, so, uh, you know, some heavy hitting topics that we will just save for next episode. So, as always, we thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening. And if you've been supporting us this whole time, extra thanks to you all. We've been enjoying it, loving it. And it's just uh, it's it's a great way to spend some time. So, we appreciate it. Yeah, just be looking out on social media. Instagram is where we're at. We also have our website, FinalStopForFinalFantasyTalks.com. Do a little blog post. If you're ever curious about the music we use and things, it's there as well. And, of course, as is the C Trivia question. So if you have any ideas for some other things, hit us up. Let us know. But if not, that'll do it for us. So I'm Mark. I'm Alex. And this is Final Stop for Final Fantasy Talks.